If you're plugged into our community on Twitch or Discord, then you know my thoughts on Hawkeye are less than great. So I'm going to take all of my hot takes. I'm going to just put them away right now, okay? If you want to know how I actually feel about Hawkeye, then keep watching until the very end. But for this video, we're going to be keeping an optimistic look at the story being told in the latest Disney Plus Avengers series, Hawkeye, where we explore the relationship between Barton and Bishop for the first time in this universe. Clint has to tackle a pretty gnarly past in this series. Can we learn anything from how he's coping? How can we as Christians use the themes present in this show to better understand our own repressed trauma? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geese, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and how long are we going to let Russians just be the perpetual henchmen? Give us a break, bro. Bro, bro, bro. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting with our scripture for today. I'm going to be reading from the Epistle of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 18. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. If you have something else that you prefer, feel free to use that instead. Not that I've already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you, even with tears. So, to get us all on the same playing field here, what is Hawkeye? Well, Hawkeye is the latest Marvel Comics miniseries being adapted on Disney+. Plus. It stars Jeremy Renner as the titular Hawkeye Clint Barton, and Haley Steinfeld joins the cast as the much-anticipated Kate Bishop, who is... Also, technically the titular Hawkeye, so, you know, details. The show itself is serving as a pretty straightforward device to offer up some important closures for plot holes in the last phase of the MCU and to also set up the next generation of new Avengers or just new Avengers, like not with the capital N. MCU can do whatever they want. I don't care. This means that the show is dancing around two things at once. The first centers around Hawkeye being an Avenger who survived the original snap, became the dark and brooding hot topic Ronin, not Ronin, Ronin, Vigilante. Now that things are back to normal in a post-snap world, his past as the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 cool vigilante has kind of come back to haunt him. But that's not the only thing haunting him because Kate Bishop is a 22-year-old Hawkeye fan and delinquent. Is she? Is she technically a delinquent? Or is she just, did she just get in trouble that one time? Anyway, Kate is pretty much perfect in every way. She's smart, witty, painfully rich, charming, does backflips, is a really good archer, and apparently has a lot of trophies. I I guess she has trophies. Her mom mentions it, so that's a character trait, sure. Anyways, she gets caught up in a supposed resurrection of Ronan. Again, not Ronan. Where she wears the outfit and does this cool, like, vigilante stuff. And then ends up getting the wrong eyes on her. And now Clint has to step in to save the day. And, by the way, I, I do mean eyes. Because the big bad, secondary bad, sort of bad, maybe good, anti-hero? Not sure yet. Maya, also known as Echo not Echo, is a deaf Native American leader of the tracksuit mafia who is trying to desperately hunt down Ronan. Also, there's a dog now, so this show is pretty much a 10 out of 10. That's all I'm saying. The major direction of this show is for Clint's Hawkeye to ultimately move out of the way for the new class of Avengers and make the path 
for bishops, Hawkeye. But in order for that transition to happen, well, Clint has to finish dealing with his own mess and the trauma that has kind of wrought his life for the past four phases of MCU. Most notably, the show presents the themes of Clint's kind of inadequacy in a team of literal super beings like the Hulk or actual gods like Thor. It also presents the theme of literally losing his entire family right before his very eyes during his retirement in the snap. And then he also has to deal with the trauma of losing Natasha pointlessly during the Endgame saga. Yeah, I said pointlessly. I couldn't save that hot take for the end of the video. Save me, okay, from your emotionally manipulated deus ex rage. Anyway, all of that bottled up inside Clint and caused him to crumble in upon himself, leading him to become Ronan again not Ronan, out of revenge for the snap, taking his family. In the show, he explains to Kate that he did this because he wanted to hurt bad people, because that was what he was good at. But now he's getting things sort of figured out. He's retired Ronan, his family's back, and so he's doing the dad thing as best he can, one awkward Chinese dinner at a time. Okay, so that's a, that's a pretty familiar trope, right? We have a superhero with a somewhat scattered past. We have someone who has the strength and the will to end lives as he sees fit. He has this dark spot where he does that to his own morals, which is not cool. And then we get the kind of like man on the run situation where Clint is not going to be able to run fast enough to get away from his past. So my theory is that this show is going to either end with Clint actually retiring and allowing Kate Bishop to become the new Hawkeye or Kate becomes Hawkeye and Clint resurrects Ronan, which would still allow for him to continue collecting those sweet MCU checks from Fihi. Okay. That wasn't fair. No more shade. No more hot takes till the end. I promise we're officially past them. That was the last one until the end of the video. To be honest, this trope is kind of a little tired. And the way that Marvel is presenting it is pretty par for the course. But with over-the-top awesome action scenes, constant cameos, and fantastic dialogue writing, it's making it a pretty great iteration of a tired old trope. Tired or not, we can still learn from it, so let's look at our scripture real fast so that we can get into it. Philippians is one of the prison epistles of Paul, and many theologians believe that it was likely the last epistle that he wrote. The Church of Philippi was one of the churches that Paul planted during his second missionary journey, and while I'm sure they were far from actually perfect, this epistle isn't one of like heavy admonishment or crises or any of that stuff. It's kind of just praise and joy and sharing good stuff. In fact, some parts of this epistle are downright ooey-gooey. Like this one is pretty, pretty sweet. Paul is kind of bittersweet and poetic about coming to the end of his earthly ministry. He's a bit nostalgic about how far he's come and the wisdom that he's learned along the way. In this particular one, he's quite literally on the brink of tears, thinking about the past that he's had, the race that he's run, the people that have opposed him along the way. And he's clear that even in his advanced age and the status of his ministry, he still sees that this thing called life is the pursuit of the final goal. He hasn't reached that goal, but is pressing onward to to make that goal his own, just as Jesus made Paul his own. Then he says that he's not quite there yet, but that he does know one thing, and that's that he must forget what lies behind and strain forward for what lies ahead, keeping his eyes on the heavenly prize presented through Jesus. He then makes a call to all of those whom he's writing to and says that they should do the same. He's lived a life of imitation that is worthy of its own imitation. Kind of like the whole idea of learning the wisdom from your elders. So Paul is saying, yeah, you should emulate me because I'm emulating Christ so well. That's kind of a weird thing for him to say. So what is what is Paul really getting at here? Should everybody start, you know, murdering all of the followers of Jesus until they get scales on their eyes when they see Jesus in a pathway and then wait in a building until a follower of Christ comes and heals their scales? Is that what they should be imitating whenever they say imitate Paul? Well, 
No, right? I feel like I should not say that. No, of course not. The point of what Paul wants imitated isn't where he's been. It's where he's at. And I don't even mean literally. I don't think he wants everyone to be in prison unless that's what it takes for people to imitate Jesus. The truth of the sentiment presented here is that Paul was not a good person. Far from perfect. He still says he's far from perfect. But every day that goes by with his sights focused on imitating Christ has made his past worth forgetting. Even a past that was filled with literal homicide. Now, who do we know that's committed somewhat homicide? Oh, it's Hawkeye. Here we go. The truth of Hawkeye's obsession with the past is that we can't just ignore the past and expect it to go away. The consequences of Clint's actions have to be dealt with in real time. But the results of dealing with these past issues that I'm sure the showrunners intend to show the viewing audience is that Clint will appear to have his slate wiped clean once the Ronin deal is dealt with. No more awkward Chinese dinners, no more missed Christmases, no more strained relationships. When Clint stayed off the path, he was reacting and angry and living that traumatic life of the past that Marvel chooses to just leave uh, between exchanged looks between ScarJo and Renner instead of actually telling us about. So what made the difference for Paul here? Paul made mistakes. Paul screwed up. Paul himself often called out his own brokenness. So what made the difference that allowed for him to say in the end that he was worthy of imitation himself? That is a bold statement. Well, Paul says that he officially had set his sights on a life just like Christ's. When Jesus's goal became Paul's goal, it all changed for the better. And Jesus's goal was to love the least, the last, and the lost. Once Paul truly set himself aside and entered life with that stance, he was able to realize what it meant to live as Christ lived. So in Hawkeye, it seems pretty likely that this is where this is headed as well. People looked up to Hawkeye, but the reason he doesn't see himself as that inspiration is because he's not living the life that he knows is inspirational. By the end of the show, he's going to stop being the Hawkeye that he was trained to be by S.H.I.E.L.D. and become the hero that his children see when they look at him. Ronan is the perfect example of what Hawkeye was trained to be, but knows that is wrong. Until he totally sheds that past and moves forward, he cannot start his real life as the hero he knows he's meant to be. A dad, a real father to real kids who really need him around. So what does that actually mean for us today? Well, when we realize the goal that we're really made for, everything becomes so much clearer and that's when everything clicks. But if we're not willing to move on from our shoddy history and the mistakes that we made in the past, we're never gonna really live into the fullness of what God has in store for us in the present. It might mean letting go of our past self. It might mean addressing some demons and tracksuits. Why are you making it so tough on us, bro? Whatever it means, it means moving forward with who God made us to be. Being held by the past keeps us from experiencing the future. So move forward and let's move forward together in community. That's what we're doing every single day at Checkpoint Church and we would love to have you join us. So whether you're Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Ronin, Ronin, or just a plain old LARPer, know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I appreciate you taking time out of your day and watching these nerdy deep dives. We do these every single Sunday at noon. We'd love to have you back for the next one. Or if you just can't wait between now and then, you got to have more Checkpoint Church now. We are streaming every single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday over on Twitch. We're also on the Discord every single day of the week. All those links are down in the description down below. Hey, quick question for you. How are you enjoying Hawkeye? Do you like Steinfeld's take on Kate Bishop? I personally am a big fan of Kate Bishop and Steinfeld's interpretation of her. I think she's doing a phenomenal job, much better than Renner. Yep, that's right. It's time for my complaints. Why the Avengers musical? Why? Why is that in it? Is it going to come back? Is it going to be relevant? Was it literally just a gag? Did they just make that? Did we deproce the whole thing just for the gag? Also, it's hilarious to me that Jeremy Renner, the app-owning Jeremy Renner, self-obsessed Jeremy Renner, is putting on airs as Hawkeye pretending to be 
this like humble, oh, I'm no good. I'm not even the best Avenger. And then Haley Seinfeld has to stand there and look Jeremy Renner in the face and say, oh no, you're the best Avenger because you inspire people. Oh, spare me. Also, you cannot convince me that this is not a youth pastor conversation. It's the most uncomfortable scene I've ever seen in Hollywood. And if it's supposed to be, they nailed it. It's awkward. Rant over. I apologize. I don't know why I have so much beef with Jeremy Renner, but doggone it, I do. With that, whether you believe in God or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you are Jeremy Renner or not, I'll even go that far. I will say we believe these three things to be true about every single one of you watching this video. Number one, we believe that God loves you. Number two, we love you. And number three, we believe that you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, again, thank you so much for watching this video. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you next week, if not sometime sooner. Until then, bye-bye! brings out the best in me unlike the violating heat of august that fills the space between the dirt and the heavens only a handful of moons prior to the golden treetops and the ritualistic pumpkin and maple that stirs our hearts and reveals our need for stupid cheery things <laughs> I tried to it almost worked some lines really worked well all right next stand uh so in between the stands show you my angel you're my darling angel Closer than my peeps you are to me, baby. You're just falling asleep, laying each said to rest in the fading foliage. On the ground, folding up the day to smaller, smaller glimpses of light, and here I am. <laughs> Bathing in the soft wind, here I am. Grinning in the gray sweater, here I am. Waking up the tenderness of autumn, can't be a cool one. What about the longer run? <laughs>